Welcome to Hard Talks with Chris and Friends, where topics that are hard or will make you hard are talked about, where things get real and unfiltered. Here is your host, Christopher Velasquez. So we all watch porn. Um, some of us want to be in porn. Who doesn't? <laughs> Not gonna lie. Some of us want to be in porn. Some of us want to do porn. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking, and I'm going to, I have a special guest. You guys already heard his voice. But um, we're going to be talking about the dynamic of being a person of color. I think both of us um, know, and you guys know, that there's certain standards and there's certain boxing of certain ethnicities and stuff like that. So we're going to be talking about that. And that will be the hard conversation today, because I think it is a very interesting conversation. And a lot of, you know, we could think, you know, OnlyFans and Twitter that nowadays it's easier to see people of color in porn and not just, you know, just in this box where for the longest everybody was put in a box. If you were this type of person, if you're an Asian person or you're a Hispanic person, these were the roles you were playing in porn, you know. We have the thug boy. We have the Asian bottoms were only bottoms for the longest. So it was all these roles that like, I think, I mean, as a Hispanic person growing up, I was like, oh, I have to like grow up to be this thug boy that like, well, fuck anything or I won't fit in or my dick is not the size of all these porn stars. So I can't make porn or people are not going to like me or I'm or just because I have a smaller dick, I'm going to do like, I'm just going to be a bottom. And it's things that when you, you know, we go into society society are not true 100% but they're stereotypes and they're they're things that affect us and affect culture around us too because it makes you feel less in school it makes it reflects on a lot of different things and it's something that as much as we don't like it it's part of our community it's part of our society it's part of everything but let's not get so deep into it so soon it is going to be a fun conversation um and we're going to get to know this beautiful man how are you I'm good how are you Chris (laughs) Your face is like, oh. like i came for the sex with okay <laughs> you're like you're like called you're like um i got cast for just a regular thing and now i'm gonna get fisted i, I wasn't ready for this oh my <laughs> i've actually never gotten fisted before so oh wow okay i can't i can't do that i don't know this hole's too tight honestly <laughs> <laughs> so it's damien cruz how are you hi guys i'm good how are you how's how's your day so far it is fantastic yesterday was a shit show you know just trying to try to relax as much as possible yesterday and um <laughs> i was actually really sad from my come down so <laughs> you know we just stayed in bed and did as much as we could i e watched the icarly reboot <laughs> oh you, i like, was bored i was really uh-huh. bored and sad it was the only thing that was on that i could see so yeah i just stayed in bed but this morning i woke up at, at 6 30 uh went to the gym got my morning coffee and now i'm here so doing a lot better for sure my serotonin <laughs> is like is back to normal thank god thank god well, that's all we could ask for right um yeah so let's let's get to know you before we before anything get to know you 
Um, why don't you tell us where were you born? So I was born in the Bay Area. I was born in San Mateo. Um, grew up a little bit in Vallejo, like in the ghetto, where we used to have, or we had a Rottweiler. Uh, his name was Wiley, and he would apparently like bark at the door because people would try to like break into our house, and like mm-hmm. my parents would always kind of be worried at nighttime, but. It was, it, you know, we were, we made, and we moved to in California called Dublin. That's where mainly where I grew up, like high school, middle school, went to San Diego for college at San Diego State, and then moved to LA recently as of the beginning of July of 2021. So oh, wow. it's brand new to me, but I've honestly visited LA very often, you know, doing collabs here and there <clears throat> and then hanging out with friends as well too. So yeah. I, I've already had like a, a bunch of friends here. So the transition was pretty smooth yeah it was home away from home basically so now it's just home home yeah and (laughs) now it's just home home yeah in a sense it was more just like kind of uh i guess a vacation spot for me in a sense of like i would just visit friends stay with them you know party and um go to the bars and whatnot but now it's like i actually live here so it's like every day is like a party because this bitch (laughs) it's like non-stop here like i honestly when you said it was like vacation because i just came here partied and i was like that's kind of what i do that sounds like home (laughs) now it's literally home so it's like now it's a non-stop party i'm like oh my god when when am i ever gonna rest like when am i ever gonna sleep because every single weekend since i've moved here has been literally a party and like i haven't like stopped i'm like oh okay maybe this weekend i'll relax somebody's like you want to go to weho okay fine let's go so why don't you tell us a little bit about you as a as a little as a little child you know what what kind of child were you i was actually an introvert i learned how to be an extrovert just through like interactions with other people and just by growing up I've always wanted to be kind of more the outgoing person in a group and I've always wanted to you know kind of I guess stand out in a way mm-hmm. I mean I guess that's the Leo side to me of just you know you know being outgoing and just like the you know the person to talk to and so uh when I was younger you know I I never really had I guess main friends to per se like growing up I you know I, I had friends that would I, I would hang out often but not really like somebody to call like a best friend or anything like that like in elementary I, I grew up in I went to a private school so like our class was really small so like oh, yeah. I never really had like a main group that all my classmates had I would kind of just jump from group to group and like hang out with different variety of amount of people mm. um and same thing in middle school you know like you know you'd have those friends where you could just call up and be like hey let's go fucking hang out you know yeah. like go go do this go do that go do some dumb shit you know I never really had that every now and then I would it wasn't until like high school junior year when I actually did have a main friend group but that was when I literally played soccer in a different city and I never hung out I never really hung out with anybody in my high school so you did sports yeah I did sports yeah I played soccer for like 12 years oh wow 12 15 years yeah I played soccer for a while I did a little bit in college but I tore my hamstring so I didn't really do it um but I grew up an introvert for sure and um I think just learning to hang around a variety of people has helped me to become an extrovert. I mean, every now and then I will still keep myself in, but most of the time people know me for being the person to introduce myself first when I don't know certain people. Yeah. Like I'll be the type of person to like walk into a room of a hundred people and I'll try and introduce myself to everybody. (laughs) Also like, I'll still have like kind of like the sweats every now and then, but it ultimately has like, 
helped me to create a bunch of connections with different people, become the person that I am today. So, I mean, growing up, I was definitely kept in, but now, now it's a lot different. I think you're like, now, now, now no one can stop me. <laughs> yeah. Now no one can stop me. Sometimes I feel like I need to put a filter on my mouth because sometimes I will just say whatever's on top of my mind, mm. but sometimes it's just like out of pocket shit. Yeah. I feel you. I, um, I kind of was the same way. Um, like I had like a friend group, like a core friend group. Yeah. But besides that, like I was just the person who like, and I'm still the person like we I'll go out like even the day that um that I met you, like I went out with my friends, I maybe stopped eight different times to say hi to people or like would just disappear and then go like say hi to people and just make friends and then come back and they're like, where yeah. were you for the last like 20 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was just making friends. <laughs> no. So like, yeah. Okay, no work. No, that's literally I'm the, I'm the same way too and it's also because like with the platform that I have I also will have like people come up to me too and like say stuff honestly I really sometimes feel like I have a bitch face like I sometimes feel like I'm intimidating to approach and, and I ask my friends I'm like am I really intimidating to like approach like do I look like I have a bitch face because sometimes I feel like I do because I'm a really nice person but I get a lot of messages where it's like hi I saw you um like at blah 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 but I was too scared to say hi like all this stuff I'm like no babe like literally like come approach me I will say hi I'm not the type of person the typical LA person where they're like oh hi hi bye like fuck off like I can't do that like I can't physically find myself tell somebody to fuck off you know like that's that's not me i think it's not that you have a bitch face i think it's more just you are someone that like people and it and it's weird because i'm for me it's easier to go up to like a drag queen or like does i guess non-explicit content yeah but there's this level of like when there's someone that does explicit content that you've seen and you yeah yeah probably jerked off to or you you know whatever there's this like level of like you're going up to them and kind of being like i know mm -hmm. what you do kind of situation and it feels uncomfortable for both sides because it's like obviously if i know what you do is because i've seen yeah. what you do i think it's this level of like intimacy i mean i just recently yeah. started doing OnlyFans. <laughs> And I've noticed that people were easier to come up to me and be like, hey, I like your podcast. You know, I, I've seen your Instagram, blah, 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 blah. But now that I've done that, I've like seen the, the kind of thing where I know they recognize me or I know yeah. that they know who I am, but they just won't come say hi. I mean, I, I have bitch face. I know I have bitch face, but that's just because when I'm not like, if I'm not thinking of something or I'm not like yeah. physically smiling, I'm like dozed yeah. off. <laughs> Sometimes I'm reminding myself like, okay, Damien, smile. Like, like put a smile on. Like, <laughs> because my I guess I guess I do have resting bitch face because like sometimes in my head I'm like okay <laughs> smile right like and also like the glasses that I usually wear are like pretty I guess intimidating because my friends tell me that too um but yeah. sometimes what I'll even do is I'll remind myself to like take it off to, like show my eyes and like smile every now and then but honestly I'm like really approachable <laughs> and honestly being yeah. in the OnlyFans porn industry I knew what I was signing up for like I knew I'd have people know what I do on the internet. And so, you know, that leads me to the expectation that obviously I, I you know, I can't be judgmental about people approaching me, um, you know, and saying hi, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, okay, not gonna lie, I've gotten, the, I've gotten the most like sexual like things said to me like in person. One time, <laughs> time I was at Strut and like, I was like about to walk out and this guy like stops me. He's like, oh my God, are you, are you Damien Cruz? And I'm like, hi babe, like, how are you? Like, you know, like, how's it going? What's your name? All this stuff. He's like, it's good. Like, like, I just want to say like, I'm a fan of your work. Um, and also you have the tightest hole I've ever seen on like, 
I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, thank you. You know, like I, I'm like, thank you. That's a huge compliment. You know, um, although one of the one of the times it wasn't a huge compliment. This, oh, this guy that was fucking was like, oh, your hole is like too tight. I was like, excuse me, like I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh. Do you want me to do more poppers so I can loosen this shit up? Like, damn. But no, it's literally like I'll have conversations where they're like, I'm literally like a fan of your work. Like, thank you so much you know uh, for representing Asians in the community that's you know that's a bunch of supportive comments that I do get from people that do approach me you know it's great to hear and it's very it's very supportive and very encouraging for me to keep going and that's why I still do do OnlyFans and still do do porn just because at first for me it was more so a means to financially separate myself from my parents not that I have a bad relationship with my parents we can get into that later but I wanted to to, you know, my, my parents have done so much already for me where I'm, I was literally like, okay, at a certain time I want to do, I want to provide for myself. Like I, I'm, I'm very more so like, I, I really want to be on my own. I want to do my own things and um, live my own life. I initially started doing OnlyFans. Well, actually, I started with selling nudes on Twitter through my through my regular account, through my okay. non-explicit account. I sold nudes mm-hmm. and I made pretty good money with that. And then started OnlyFans with my ex who fucked me over with that shit. Fuck him. Anyways, yeah, I continued with it. And eventually it started getting to a point where it started to become a support system for other Asians to feel good about themselves and recognized in the industry. And it actually came to conscience when I uh, was talking to one of my past good friends. He was like, Damien, like I honestly have never seen or um, felt Asians have been represented in porn um, until I came across your Twitter and until I came across your um, your content. Like I've been like somebody that's like recognizable who's created like a brand for themselves. Like you're, you, you've literally established like a brand for yourself in the industry and you're helping other Asians feel recognized in the industry. And like, I never really thought about it that way because initially, right, I told you like I created my OnlyFans to start or to separate myself financially from my parents and to like be able to live on my own um, and do, you know, the things that I wanted to do. And I didn't think that I'd be doing it this long, honestly. Like it's been two years now, almost two and a half since I've started OnlyFans. And so it's been a journey for me to, to realize that it's more than just financially separating myself. It's literally creating a whole support system and platform for other Asians to feel more confident about themselves and feel like, hey, like Damien's like getting fucked by these hot guys. Like he's, you know, like getting fucked by porn stars and all this stuff. I feel like I can be confident enough to you know, ask these other guys, like, you know, hey, are you interested in me? Like, and and to also like flip the switch on, you know, non-Asians to see Asians as sexy and like to to, like see them as as attractive. Because like, let's be honest, like Asians are not represented at all in media. Stigma of like Western culture that Asians, you know, are ugly and like not attractive and all this stuff. Like, you know, this this is the regular stigma. And like right now, I think is a turning point in, in American culture and Western culture that Asians are starting to be seen, whether that's Chinese, Korean, Vietnamese, Filipino, all sorts of Asians, Japanese, you know, they're all starting to feel 
represented, especially with Hollywood too. But kind of touching on, on what you said and kind of going back to you as a child, growing up, were, were those things that you kind of noticed? Were those things that you that you realized as an Asian boy, you weren't considered the attractive one or you weren't considered the, yeah. the sex no, I, <laughs> symbol? No, it, 100%, I never felt attractive when I was younger. I wasn't, I I didn't come out till I was 21, but you know, in middle school and high school, I tried my, my hardest to like get girls like me or get girls to think I'm attractive, but I never felt confident in myself that I was. And that was due to, you know, growing up and what everybody in my class found attractive, you know, it was like the body, the face, the hair, whatever, the style, my, my selection growing up was very, very minimal. And I had girls who did think I was attractive and stuff like that. And there was moments where I did have, you know, quote unquote, girlfriends per se. But I tried my hardest to be white. That's what I thought was attractive growing up as an Asian, like, I looked at, you know, Hollywood, I looked at um, social media as to what was attractive. And at one point, I even wanted to move to England to get like an English accent to like separate myself and like be surrounded by like, I don't know, white people to feel like I had to be a part of them. And like, oh my God, I saw this tweet earlier was uh-huh. like, how long did it take you to realize you weren't ugly and that you were just hanging around a bunch of white people? I like, that was like, oh my God. Because, because I was like, wow. That, You're like, oh. That was fucking deep. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, but it's true. Like I tried to sur- try my best to surround yeah. myself around white culture because that's what I thought was attractive. That's what I thought all the girls thought was attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just surrounded myself by that whole ideal that I needed to be as white as possible. I didn't embrace my Asian culture. I didn't embrace my Filipino culture. Like I very much wanted to disassociate that, that from myself growing up. I think it would have been a little less if my grandparents spoke to my parents in Tagalog um, growing uh, when they came to America. So my grandparents migrated here with my parents. So my parents were born in the Philippines as well when they were little, little babies. So when they came to America, they were also engulfed into the Western culture of white people. They didn't want them to have, they didn't want my parents to have the disadvantage growing up. So they only spoke to them in English. My parents do understand Tagalog, but they don't speak it. So that part in itself of my culture was already cut off when my grandparents and my parents landed in America. So they were very much a part of, you know, trying to be westernized and all this stuff. Um, I mean, even just to begin with, my, you know, Filipino culture was already westernized. You know, a lot of the Filipino culture itself idolizes light-skinned Filipinos over dark-skinned Filipinos. But I mean, now for me, I'm like, oh my God, my sides are too white, bitch. Like, I need to fucking, I need to, let me go to Walmart and get this tan on. You know what I mean? Like, I need to like, like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't be this, I can't be this white. This is too much. Yeah. So, but, but before it was very much like I needed to be white and especially a lot of Filipinos feel like they need to be white. That's what they idolize in Filipino culture. And they, they very much yeah. still westernize. They still very much idolize Western culture. And I mean, if you look at yeah. all of, you know, like the Hollywood per se in, in the Philippines, they're all lights. You know, the pageant girls, they're all light-skinned Filipinas. 
they very much strive to be white and it's it's kind of sad to me now it's interesting because um it's in it's an experience that even like as a hispanic i could like a hundred percent relate to yeah they're this they're similar they're similar in culture i remember like just even growing up and being like oh i just have to be like the rest of you know my white friends and like I, if the more the more I like can simulate and the more I can I can be part of that and you know be like them the the easier it's gonna be and getting to a certain point like I know like later in <clears throat> in life it was like oh no like what makes me me is what's gonna make me attractive and that came with with yeah. a lot like a lot of realization exactly so you came out at 21 right mm-hmm. yeah i came out in how was 2019 oh wait how old am i <laughs> i'm like shit <laughs> you're like cut this it's out 21st oh, birthday. Huh? <laughs> in 2019 how was it coming how did you come to realization i guess started off how did you come to realization that you were gay um it took it took me eight years. So I was in the closet for a while. Uh-huh. My parents asked me that too. They were like, how long were you in the closet for? I think, should I start with my, my first like experience? Yeah. So I think I, I remember the very first time I jacked off to gay porn. I was very, very curious because honestly, I think it started with my Tumblr days. <laughs> I was that, I was that motherfucker. I was that Asian, like that started Tumblr, like did all that the vlogs and shit like that. But I would just see like the hot men on Tumblr and like scrolling on the feed. And at that time, too, that was when Tumblr had porn. So I would literally see, you know, porn all over Twitter yeah. or all over Tumblr. Like, how old were you when oh this God. was going was on? Back when I was in middle school. Yeah. Back when I was in middle school, I'd probably oh, yeah. say seventh, sixth grade. Sixth, seventh grade is when it, like, my, it came to fruition. Okay. I okay. remember, like, jacking off to it. And then, like, at first, I was, like, very into it. And then, when you know, when you, like, come, you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? You were like, did I just fucking do that? Like, and, and at that time, too, my family was very Catholic. I was very, like, like I was very into religion. In the seventh grade, I had yeah. I had surgery on on my right testicle because I found a tumor. So, like, I, it, was, it was supposed to be found, and they miraculously found it. Anyways, aside the story. Um, so I was very much into, like, Catholicism and God and very much praying and all this stuff. Now I'm not really into it, but um, I'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I jacked off to I was like, I hated myself for it. I literally came and I like fucking hated myself for it. I was like, oh my God, man, you're like, you, you just fucking sinned. Like God is going to fucking hate you. Like, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, I like, mean, oh my, oh my. Like, <laughs> I literally, I think I remember literally praying, like just laying there and like looking up to like God and like praying, like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just did that. And God is like, here, bro, take this napkin. Walk. <laughs> Before we talk, can you at least wipe off? Yeah, like, I, I literally was like, I sat there and was like, <laughs> I, I laid there and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, oh, my God, I just did that. <laughs> and so I, you know, I yeah. just, I stopped. I, like, I would do periods of, like, jacking off to straight porn oh, wow. and, like, thanking myself for it. And then it would come again where I would jack off to gay porn. Oh, wow. And so it would be like gay porn straight 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 gay straight straight gay gay straight 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 gay straight gay you know be like uh, abnormal patterns where it would start to eventually become just straight gay porn you know but that wasn't it didn't become straight gay porn until after i came out even one time i remember i i was i think i at the time i thank god to my i thank god to myself that 
I jacked off to straight porn on my computer for like a good two months. And I forgot to, and I forgot to delete my history. My computer was out. I went in the shower. My friends were in my bedroom. And so they thought it would be funny to just see, search my history. And so they went into my history. I went, came out the shower. We, we left my house and I saw my laptop was open. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh my God, my friends are going to find out that I just jacked off to gay porn. And so I literally was so scared. I, I was like, okay, let's go. So we left the house. I was like, okay, wait, I forgot something. I went back into my house. I went on my laptop. I checked my laptop to make sure there was no gay porn. I literally scrolled there for like a fast minute. I searched it. I was like, cause usually I would delete my history, right. Of all the gay porn. But then I like yeah. I saw, I was like, oh my God, it was straight porn. None of that they were, that they saw like in my history. Anyways, uh, I remember like years later, they we talked about it too they were like i was like when when i asked my friends if they knew i was gay because um of the search history and all this stuff but they they were joking about how they they looked at the history and saw saw all the porn um that was on there and stuff but yeah i mean you we knew you were gay because it was all big dicks (laughs) you were looking at straight porn but you were like huge dicks (laughs) even there was an instance where i you know how like google chrome has like the little tabs of like what you had open recently on the bottom part Mm -hmm. i gave my laptop to my cousins and and i saw and and when i got it back i saw that there was a fucking tab there that said gay porn hub Mm -hmm. i asked them years later if they saw that and they didn't i was like oh my god at that point, I thought they knew. I thought that I thought they knew when when I gave them my laptop. But it's just because you were paranoid about people finding out. So I was so paranoid. I was so paranoid because also, like like I said, my family grew up Catholic. Like we were one hundred percent Catholic. Like going to church every mm-hmm. Sunday. It took me a while to realize and accept myself for who I was as a gay man. So when when did it go from okay, I'm watching porn once in a while. Yeah, I'm watching straight porn, but. Because, I, I mean, I watch straight porn. Even now, I watch straight porn. Yeah, some people watch it just for, to watch, just to watch the guy, like a hot guy. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I love the... I, I think sometimes... I mean, I obviously have my favorite porn stars, and we'll talk about them yeah. later, because you've done collabs with a lot of them. But, I don't know, sometimes I like rough sex. Okay. And I feel <laughs> I know, like right. some of the straight guys just manhandle yeah. just the girls just in, in a different way that, like, no matter how butch or how masculine a guy yeah. is, he just not, does not handle. Because I'm like, I mean, I like, you know, getting manhandled, but if you throw me a little too hard, I will push back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know that's fucking right. Yeah, I actually... It was on Twitter. I went viral for a. I went viral for a video. I don't know if you know the ABCs with vines. Did you ever used to watch Vine? If anybody wants to know, there's a video out there on the internet on Twitter called ABC with vines. I made that FYI. But I went viral for that, and one of uh, one of the Twitter gays followed me, and so I was really curious. So I started stalking his page. Um, I followed him. He was he was very cute, um, and I started messaging him. At the time, I was in San Diego, right? So he was in Ranch. Kugamonga. Who, who who do we have to thank? <laughs> I'm screaming. I am not going to disclose his name. Uh, I mean, you already said he lives in Rancho Kukumonga. I'm sure. 
I'm if, sure if all, he's listening, he knows. All the people listening right now. He, all the people yeah. right now listening are like looking up. Who, yes. who, <laughs> in, who lives in Rancho Cucamonga? Um, yeah, but I saw he, he lived like an hour and a half, two hours away from me. So I was very curious. But he followed me. I followed him back. Um, and we started messaging each other. I'm sorry. I'm actually just, I'm actually thinking about my very first gay experience was not this Ooh. one. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Um. Oh my God. My very first gay experience was on Tumblr. I, I messaged this thing on Kit. That's where all the, the scandalous like, shit. All the DLs. All the scandalous all the shit. DLs, yes. All the like, yes. if you didn't want anybody else to find out, that's where it was happening. Yes. And it still happens. Sometimes I'll get guys send me like, hey, do you have kick? And I'm like, no. Wait, that, shit is still, <laughs> I stopped- that shit is still alive. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we were messaging each other. Um, This was back when I was in high school. And I remember that, that he had a big dick. Oh my God, that thing was huge. And I was really interested. Like one is when they see a big dick. <laughs> yeah. When, so I guess this is, I guess, like I didn't know at the time, but now I knew this is... I'm a bottom. <laughs> this is when I knew I was bottom because we started sexting on kick. And then I remember I started fingering myself for the very first time. That was when I very fingered myself for the very first time. And when I came, I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> You're like I'm doing this a lot. <laughs> I was like, do I like this? I was very much like, do I like this? And then remember I told you, like, I was very, like catholic and all this stuff so then i i felt like i was sinning like but i liked it like i like i thought oh my god like i can never do this again and so i remember telling this man hey my parents are taking my phone um i need you to block me like i need you to i need you to delete my number and all this stuff because my parents are taking my phone and all this shit and like i came up with like a bunch of excuses that my number was going to go away, like all this stuff. And so that was my very first experience. But my actual experience before I realized I was gay was right. Oh, wait. So you didn't, that, that was, that was, that it. was, you, that was my very didn't... first gay experience. So my very first, like actual, like body experience of like feeling like I like looking at this dick. Like, I, but it, it didn't, it just didn't go more than <clears> you. But I, but I was still, right. I was still, I was still very much. Yeah, 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 very much yeah, like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my head about Catholicism and yeah. God and sinning and all this bullshit. Wow, okay. So that's so then I, that was when I completely set setting gay aside. That's when I was like, okay. that was when I had my period of like like eight seven months of like just straight porn. Um, but obviously in my head, obviously I was like fighting myself. You know, I was still fighting. You myself. Still had day, like daydreams. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like I was having wet I would, dreams with yeah, dick. I would <laughs> literally, yeah. And so, wow. It wasn't until before my twenty-first birthday. So before mm-hmm. my birthday is August seventh. So it was about maybe July, uh, June, July was when I had my very first experience, where I was like, okay, like fuck it, I just want to try it and see if I like it. And so. I met up with the Twitter follower going back to the one from mm-hmm. Rancho Cucamonga. I asked him to meet me at a hotel. So I bought a, I got a hotel for the both of us and we met halfway or no, I actually went to go pick him up. I went to go pick him up because oh, wow. he had like some issue with his ride. Anyways, went to go pick him up. We went to the hotel, oh, but I talked like that was when I was, that was in my head. I was still in my head that like, I was I was a top, yeah. Like I I I only topped, right? But but still in that that moment at that time, he was like, "Do you want to try bottoming?" Because like he, I know he wanted to fuck me, and so I tried. But oh my god, yeah. 
It was, I was like, I was like, oh God, I, I can't do this. Like he put it in and like, we tried to very yeah. much put it in, but I don't think we had lube. I can't remember, but we didn't. Mm. Yeah. And we didn't have poppers. I never had pop. I didn't, I've never tried poppers before. And you were just not ready. I mean, I, I, to be honest, it's more of a mental, yeah. like you had a mental block. Yeah that became a physical block than than anything else cuz i mean i it, you were you it was you were it was a lot you were dealing with at that one yeah. at one time I, I think i was just really turned on by the fact of like being so dl about like the whole situation like nobody none of my friends yeah. knew where i was i was in college in san diego my parents i wasn't with my parents so like i was literally just doing some dl shit like getting a fucking oh. hotel and like that turned me on and like also like just like making out with him and like touching him yeah. like turned me on and so like after the experience like i was like i like guys like i do like i but like at the time like in that period i came out to my parents as bisexual i didn't come out to them as fully gay like i, I now i'm now i'm like 100 gay i Remember when I came out to my parents, I, well, I initially came out to my best friend first and, you know, she was so accepting of it. Um, I came out to a couple of my other friends first and they were very accepting of it. I, you know, obviously everybody is scared to tell, you know, and some people I applaud, you know, who just don't even tell anybody, like they didn't even have a coming out. Like they were just themselves. And I applaud them for that because like they didn't give two shits about what other people had to say. And I know, you know, some of my friends are like that, but I was very much like I I felt like I had to get the acceptance people around me and like my best friends and stuff like that and so like you know I came out to my best friends and they were all accepting of it I came out to my brother initially because we were out vacation in Huntington Beach um for the U.S. Open and I came out to my brother we were high as shit so him and he was very accepting of it and then he was like when are you gonna tell mom and dad and it was on my 21st birthday I remember we took a shot of Clase Azul, the, you know, the, have you ever had Clase Azul, the ceramic blue bottle? Literally sitting over there. Mm -hmm. so I, I kept, I kept yeah. the bottle because it just reminds me of that day. Um, and so we all took a shot of it. Yeah. And then my parents went upstairs to go to bed and, <clears throat> and me and my brothers and my cousin were, you know, still partying and stuff or still having a good time. And, and then I told my brother, I was like, I'm going to go do it. Like I had, I had like three shots of the Clase Azul with me. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go do it. And I just remember going. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I went upstairs. I, w I just remember going into the room and be like, hey, like, I need to tell you something. Like, um, all this stuff, like, like I am bisexual. Like, I like guys. You know, obviously the whole waterworks came out and all this stuff. And they were like, you know, like, we love you, Damien, for who you are. And, you know, all this, like, you know, just like the normal conversation, you know, that, uh, well, not normal, sorry. You know, not everybody gets the same conversation I got. And I'm very lucky that I did get the conversation that I had with my parents. It was like a very much emotional experience for me. And, you know, every single time I see in Hollywood of like a coming out story or, you know, somebody coming out and, and uh, like, especially, oh my God, what was it? Love, Simon. The the coming out, the coming out when he came out to his mom yeah. and his dad, I was like crying. <laughs> I was like... I was literally like, oh my god, like, oh my god I, can't, I can't do this. Like, it was literally like, my parents love me for who I am. And oh my god, it was kind of a funny experience too. Because my dad literally was like, Damien, I have to know, are you a giver or are you a receiver? Oh no. <laughs> I was like, dad, did you just like, was like, oh my god, did you, did you just ask me that? Like, I was like, well, I'm both. I was like, I'm both at the, at the time, right? I'm both. Um, yeah. 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 
it was it was funny I just I was like oh, just like oh my god I was like you really just asked me that um and then and then immediately after I went across the, the hallway and, and told my little brother and he was like okay and I was like okay you're like it's not why are you ruining my moment why are you why one moment it was more of just like that I was very confused I thought he would say I thought he would say something a little bit you know a little bit more like emotional mm. but my, he just didn't give a fuck like he was like just like, okay like you yeah. know like a, like an okay like you do you like i'm not mad about it like i'm not why would i you know yeah yeah he was just like more like why are you like why are we need, making this a thing yeah like you yeah, didn't why, even need why to is tell this a thing? yeah exactly yeah, you didn't even like, need to tell you me you could have sent it in and you could have <laughs> texted me too. you literally <laughs> could have just <laughs> you literally could have went and kissed a guy in front of me and i would have been like okay <laughs> you know so yeah that was my whole experience like coming out and like eventually i felt like i you know didn't really have to tell anybody else that I was gay or anything like that. I just felt like I had to tell my close friends and stuff. I didn't come to acceptance that I was 100% a gay man, you know, like I liked it. <laughs> you know, it took me a minute to actually realize that, you know, and I think, you know, porn and OnlyFans really helped me to open my mind to a lot of things and to just be accepting of a bunch of different types of people, you know, coming to acceptance with people trying to feel sexy about themselves and you know the whole stigma with Asians you know not feeling sexy and you know certain other people not feeling sexy everybody is just trying to feel confident about themselves and so I think OnlyFans has helped me to be way more open-minded to exploring different types of, you know, different types of things and to a, a diverse amount of people. Because I, I will be honest, you know, like I said, growing up, I was like very much just into white guys. Now I'm not as attractive to white guys as I was before. Every now and then I'll have an attraction towards a white man, but it's very rare now. You know, at first I was never, I was never into uncut dick, you know, like I never, I thought it was like, you know, growing up in Catholicism, you know, they were, everybody was uncut and especially Filipinos uncut. You no, know, so that's what I grew up around the stigma of like, cut is sexy and like hot and attractive. Uncut was like, you know, like gross, whatever. But like now I'm like, oh my God, like sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, are you uncut? Like I love uncut dick. Like that's like, that's like the holy grail for me. It, it's helped me to open my mind to trying different things. And then like, and, and I think it's helped me to become the person that I am today in a sense that everybody is sexy in their own way. It's not like we should stick to this one stigma, like, you know, what's identified as sexy. And I think there's a bunch of people in the industry that are changing that stigma, not just in porn, but also in music, in Hollywood. Um, you know, a lot of different cultures are starting to be seen. And I think there was a whole uh, statistic about the U.S. about how it's been the most diverse. Our population has been the most diverse, um, you know, for a while. But the percentage of diversity has, you know, gone up and the percentage of white people have gone down. And that's a great sign because, you know, more people are starting to see other people as sexy. And that's due to social media, um, you know, people being able to represent different diverse amount of diverse groups are here and that should be seen and be represented that's why i'm continuing to do OnlyFans and why i'm continuing to do porn because if i was still in the in the idea of like doing it financially i probably would have still been trying to look for a draw a corporate job i'm i'm do mainly doing OnlyFans just to be able to make asians feel sexy about themselves and that's what it's mainly come to for me um you know the money's great and everything but like to have somebody come up to you at a bar and like thank you for representing a certain population and like you know like asians just in general it makes me feel good 
because they feel confident about themselves that they're sexy too. So it's like, it's a domino. Yeah, no, yeah. One person, it starts with somebody, right? And whether that's me or whether that's, yeah. they've seen another Asian, you know, on camera. Visibility. Exactly. You know, visibility is super important. And I talk about body mm -hmm. positivity a lot in my podcast and i say just there was a certain point when i started seeing you know people with certain body types you know post up on, on instagram yeah. and you know they were becoming bigger on instagram and then i started you know to embracing my body and posting it and you know i get those messages of people like you know hey thank you for being so confident thank you for like for loving your body because it, it's made me love my body even more and i also like you know sometimes i get hard on myself but then those are the same comments that like make me come back and yeah. and snapping me out of it because i'm just like i'm not just doing it because i want to do it like yeah i don't <laughs> it's not that i don't but it's not like that's the only thing i want to do but i do it also because i'm like hey you know like it is helping other people it is bringing visibility to people who don't feel as attractive yeah. something don't see them the same way that you know that we see the guys with the six packs you know the guy you know the the tall white guys yeah that like look like they have it all when you start seeing all this diverse bodies you start realizing that at the end of the day what makes you attractive is you what might be attracted to me is not attracted to you but we all have that one thing that makes yeah. us sexy to someone else and that's the only thing we need to like worry about when was it when you you started feeling comfortable with your sexiness and when kind of that stigma and and all those thoughts of you know what asian people are not attractive all of that kind of just left and you were like you know what i am attractive I am sexy you know people do want what I have to offer when was that for you well like here's the thing so for me and body positivity yes I, I am very much like 100% for that and everybody should feel sexy in themselves you know we all have our moments too where we just you know we don't feel confident about ourselves and that's okay because you know like I have my moments where like I don't feel you know like confident about myself but that's obviously obviously body dysmorphia and it took me a while you know I think within the past two years I'd say like a year and a half two years ago is when it happened happened when I felt more confident about myself and you know being Asian because I mean I started well for me and like in my body journey I was like 110 pounds um, back in high school and I initially wanted to gain weight and build muscle for myself it took me a minute to like realize I could give two shits about what somebody else has to say about me but I initially started my journey to build muscle and then came along the idea that I could give two shits about what anybody else has to say about me. And I think that's what has helped me to fuel myself with body positivity. You know, people will find you attractive and other people won't find you attractive. If somebody wants to waste their energy to tell you you look ugly, don't waste your energy on them. There's no there's no point. Like you're just, it, it, no. it's, it takes so much energy out of yourself to be upset or to be angry or to be, you know, less confident about yourself. And so I've learned to just avoid what other people have to say. And it has helped me to be more confident about myself. And, you know, I go to the gym now every day because it fuels me to feel better about myself. The positivity that I've received from the Asian community and from, you know, just people who I've collabed with who, um, you know, told me I'm doing a great job and that I should keep going. And it's very rewarding to hear that because I never asked for it. Like I never, I never asked for it, you know, and, and to get it from people who have been in the industry for so long, you know, it's rewarding and it may 
makes me feel confident about myself. And I'm doing influencing and encouraging and making other Asians feel confident about themselves and other guys feel confident about themselves. It, it just, that's, that's what fuels me to keep going. And that's what fuels me to feel confident about myself. So I focus on that rather than focus on the negativity about what some dumbass motherfucker has to say about me. Like I could give literally two shits. Talking about that, does your family know you do OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah. Everybody asks me that question. And it's so funny because I respond with, yes, my mom is my accountant. Oh. Oh, okay. She does my she does my taxes. Yeah, she does my taxes. So that means that your dad knows that now you're just a bottom. <laughs> yes, yes. So my mom, I was literally talking to my parents the other day on the phone, and my dad was like, "Cause I had a gig on Friday last Friday, and he was like, are you gonna Are you gonna be shaking that ass for them for them bills tonight?'" And I was like, "Oh my god, dad, parents, like chill." Like, no, but my parents are my parents. They're very supportive, and I remember the very first discussion I had with them about it. And I sat them down at lunch. I was like, hey, do you guys know what I do? You know, they follow me on Instagram. They, you know, I, they've seen a couple of my posts and, you know, the, me saying Lincoln bio type shit. And they're like, you do porn, huh? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, do you, you want to know why I do it? They're like, I think that you're doing it, you know, to be able to fund yourself and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's partially the reason. And I was like, well, there's another reason of, of being able to create a support system for Asians to feel sexy about themselves. The whole stigma. Every, so I explained that to them and, and they were like, yeah, you know, we, you know, we love you for who you are and we understand, you know, you're doing what you want to do. We're totally for you being you and doing what you want to do. And they're like, we just ask you to be safe about it. It, it sounds like you have a very supportive oh, yeah. you know, family. Yeah and uh, and there's and there for you so let me just try to come up with a good segue to like talk about all these amazing porn stars yeah okay i'm down for it <laughs> i'm like talking about like Chirac just dreaming okay yeah doing the let's <laughs> think like, of a bridge let me think of um... a, about, uh, uh... <laughs> right <laughs> let's, let me just talk about this in british just so it sounds yeah. a little better there's no way to kind no, of no there's no way to really bridge that um i mean technically we'll talk yeah. about only fans so. <laughs> from my family's side only fans right? yeah. from the porn star yeah. side <laughs> Okay. From one fan right. to another fan. I could work with that. You know, from from okay. your family being to... your number one fans to yes, yes, okay. your actual Period. fans. <laughs> there we go. We found it. You said you've done some videos with some sexy, amazing guys who yeah, <laughs> destroyers. Yes, yeah, with with porn stars that I never thought you know that I was jacking off to in the closet even. You know, when I was in the closet. Yeah, like, I mean, you've done uh -huh. something with Chirac. You uh -huh. did Pablo. You've done uh, Brooks. You've done Diego. Yeah. Diego. You did Diego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Diego okay. did you. But, you know, you know what I <laughs> you, you, And, I mean, that's just some yeah. of the amazing guys that you've done videos with. How was it doing content with all these people? Besides fulfilling. First of all, like I said, I never, in my wildest dreams, thought I would be collabing with porn stars or collabing with certain people yeah. it's literally been a fucking journey and it's been an experience you know being able to make connections with these guys and from a lot of them i've gotten amazing feedback it's been really fulfilling to um you know collab with these with these guys because they're mainly the ones who tell me to keep going as well too and to to not stop that i'm breaking barriers in the industry has there been a I, guy that 
that I mean you don't have to say a name but has there been a person that you've like maybe collabed with and you're like ooh um that was a rough one maybe just like one or two that were kind of was expecting highly of like the the thing is the thing is is the people who I collab with I look for personality as well as uh, personality as well as you know being able to film on camera properly be respectful um about it because you know if I just feel uncomfortable when I'm in the situation of collabing with somebody kind of just doesn't feel like the chemistry is there and i want the chemistry i i, I want that chemistry because that's what is it that's what's that's what's hot that's what's sexy on camera like that's what i find sexy on camera is that passion and that chemistry yeah. so that's what i try yeah. and look for and i've had that with most of my guys but a couple of them it's just been very questionable and i've been told different things about them but my personal experiences with most of the guys have been very positive and and you know i've gotten very much a lot of good feedback from you know these guys who've been in the industry for so long very thankful for you know this ongoing support from them that i'll get twitter and i'll get you know through just messages dms text messages and these connections are definitely you know worth keeping obviously getting to know these people i think two guys that i who have actually mm-hmm. you know really kind of created or three actually that i've created like a friendship and like bond with uh, i think is one of them shrock shrock has you know really been um support mm-hmm. system and with his comments and words and just being there as as a friend and, and being there as as kind of a mentor in a way another one is rock banks and the third one is a rod too I, I i've created a friendship with a rod and you know we hang out every now and then so it's been fulfilling at least especially moving to la um because you know obviously a lot more people who do do only fans are here um so i have more of opportunity to be able to collab with you know these big names that I never thought I'd be yeah. you know collabing with. So tell us a little, you know, give us a little behind the scenes filming with with Barack or with Diego. I mean, how was it? You know, was it was it this like? I mean, Diego. I mean, for me, Diego is like. We're talking about Diego Sands, yeah. Yeah, Diego Sands. Not too like Asian or anything, but like I remember being yeah. younger, like in <laughs> high school, and just like. Oh my god. He might meet to him. Like I feel like if there's anybody that like i was literally beating my meat to this i was literally beating my meat to <laughs> diego and arad and, and like actually like get fucked by them i was like sometimes in the moment when i'm getting fucked by, oh my god like he's fucking me like i'm i'm literally getting <laughs> fucked by this porn star like he's literally fucked diego was diego sand oh my god no. oh my god that was an experience we fucked like four <laughs> times in the hotel okay honestly yeah i me like having i'm a leo i have the best sex with Aries and Diego's in Aries. We fucked like four yeah. times in that hotel room and like four different parts of the room. And that was an experience for sure. Like I was like at the end of it we're both like oh my god, like that was hot. Like that was like really hot sex. Like you're like I'm just going to delete all these videos just so I have to come back. You're like hey, I just need a <laughs> we need to record. You're like <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> and with with a rod too. A rod, a rod was a rod was a fun time too. He very very huge gentleman, sweet man. Well, yeah, when we when we finished collabing, <laughs> that was the very first time we met. When we finished collabing, he gave me a beer to go. <laughs> a rod, if you're listening to this, like thank you for the beer. I just was very confused. I was like, you're like, uh, thank you. Maybe he thought it was. He thought about it as like an well, ice pack. It, he was like, here oh you go. Just. just yeah, it, was, it was an experience. Cade, um, I recently thought I got fucked by, and that was oh my god, that man's dick was huge. 
that man's dick was just destroying mm-hmm. my whole like i just i was like oh my god like oh my god i took so many hit of poppers but i did it and that video was hot that video was like oh my we were, i was literally looking at the camera watching him fuck me i was like i, was like, I even said it in one of the yeah. trailers i don't know if you watched it on, on one of my on my twitter mm-hmm. i literally like looked back at the camera was like oh my god that's hot and <laughs> You can hear me say it too. I was like, oh my God, that's hot. <laughs> but he was a huge gentleman too and, and with a huge dick. Um, but that was an experience too. He is a huge gentleman. And like, let me tell you, that was, it was amazing. Like, I was like, I could feel his dick the whole way. Like it was the entire hour, hour the entire hour and a half that we fucked. I had to take a break. Oh my God. Um, I felt his dick inside me the whole time. <laughs> you know usually like when you get fucked you'll feel it like within like the first like 20 if you go past that but you'll feel it like you know within the mm-hmm. first quarter of when you're fucking and then after that it's like for me it, it kind of just not that i don't not feel it it's just not as like how it was in the beginning but with kate it was like literally the whole way mm-hmm. it felt the same I mean, yeah i mean that's like kind of <laughs> like that's an inside scoop with like kind of my collab it's just how it's been which one of all the ones you've done which one is the one that you like still i mean and it's you know, if you guys are listening, this is not a competition, but which is the one that like down to this day, like just thinking about it. Fuck. I hate <laughs> just, that you have to ask me about it. Uh, puts you back into um, where you were. <laughs> I would say it would have to be like a tie between like Chirac and Kate. Chirac and I just no. literally had the like most passionate sex that I've ever had. And it was literally like an experience that I'll never forget. Cause that man, when we were having sex, just like didn't stop. And I just remember like looking at him and just the entire time it was like really passionate. Cause I love passionate sex. Like I love, love, love passionate sex. <clears throat> like it turns me on. Yeah, but Chirac has like something to him. Like there's just this like every video he just i mean i like um that like daddy son kind mm-hmm. of like energy his porn it, i feel like when you're around him you just you just become limp you're just like do whatever you want with me <laughs> you're just he has that like energy i'm literally well i still talk to him like that too like you can just you could do me whatever you want baby like <laughs> fuck me daddy please you know what i mean like he very much is that and like literally i think went back for a second time trying to go back for a third um Chuck, if you're listening to this baby i, I want to start <laughs> Like, this is my formal application for a third time. <laughs> yeah, please, daddy. You know what I mean? Like, oh. and this is Chirac. This is my first application for my first time. Okay. <laughs> I'm, too. I'm sure he would love to. That man is nice, man. Is. But no, he is probably the one I, I will never forget. And also Raheem, literally one of my, like, top viewed videos. My very first, like, big collab, I think, too. That and Brock. Yeah, Raheem, um, he's for sure not only the biggest oh my collab. I know. <laughs> they bad, but he's, like, the biggest i remember i was very scared i was very scared because i was like when he pulled down his pants he was soft i was like god i was like oh my god I was like, how did you get ready for that it's taking me a while to like become like an ex- quote-unquote experienced bottom um because i didn't know about metamucil and emodium okay so if anybody wants to know about my like prepping realize that i do need to eat at least a meal in the morning so that way my stomach doesn't feel cramped or like i I usually if i don't eat i just feel uncomfortable when i'm douching so i just like kind of get uncomfortable so i usually 
eat like in the morning like a meal with metamucil so it's like i'll take metamucil i don't know if, mm-hmm. like pure ferment just didn't work for me it just like made my stomach upset and i just like had like like diarrhea for like two weeks i was like i, I can't i gotta just like, i can't do that metamucil was a little bit more pure and like it, yeah. it, it was yeah. very much it very much helped me a lot better like keep my gut clean so i usually will do that and then before i douche i'll take emodium i don't know if this is the correct mm-hmm. like medical reasoning for why i people take it but it's an anti-diarrheal so like it'll i guess slow the metabolism it'll like i guess shrink your intestines so like basically the process of metabolism slows down i don't know i don't even know if that's like medically correct but that's what's in my head that we're not doctors but that's what you do but that's what you do yeah, yeah, yeah. effect like it that's what happens right yeah I usually what's like it works Trust it me, works I've it obviously works many bottoms on this um so then i'll take and then i'll douche if it's a bigger dick like raheem i'll you take another emodium right before like 30 minutes before getting flexible then but for the most part, I'll just take one. With Kate, I even just took take one. Menemies, that's it. Um, and then I do show that it's pretty much how I brat before, you know, taking big dicks. And Damn. No, he is um one sexy, sexy, oh, sexy you're man. Me. And <laughs> it only, you know, that, that seems like a world of pain that like i mean i like the idea mm-hmm. of bottoming i don't do it as often i top i like to say i'm a, like a verse top but i just i'm more of the emotional bottom like i have to be like emotionally attacked to be able to do it i'm over here gonna start wrapping it up um i love having this conversation with you but any advice that you have for anybody who is starting only fan oh yeah of course just be ready it is a whole business baby it is running a whole business and i've known so many people who have started it and literally only lasted two weeks because one they didn't know how much effort it takes to make money like and it can actual income with OnlyFans you know some people already have the platform you know like people who have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and can like do that shit and literally just post not even a nude and make a ton of money like i.e. Bella Thorne who ruined the fuck out of OnlyFans you know my advice too is you know just build up a brand build up a following first before you start an OnlyFans because just going straight out of it it's difficult and it that's going to take a lot more were to start your OnlyFans and to build your OnlyFans than just starting from literally nothing. You know, applauds to those people who are able to. I'm sure there was a lot of work and effort that goes into it, you know, tweeting a bunch, you know, trying to get the attention of, you know, all these porn stars and all these people who do do OnlyFans and it's a lot of effort and a lot of work. Just be ready to run a business because it is a business you know it's not easy yeah. as a lot of people think it is it's yeah. not easy as one two three it literally takes effort dedication and time out of your day just to you know start it do it make it work continue it because you're pretty much the market you're pretty much the marketing team you're pretty much you know the pr you're pretty much you're the cameraman you're everything you're everything well thank you so much thank you so much for having me chris yeah of course been great having you and and being able to hear your story give us your your instagram give us your twitter give us you know all those places where we could go and find all these hot videos and just yeah of course get to follow you we want to see more of you yeah um my twitter is at damien cruz xxx and then my twitter is at it's dar I-T-S-D-A-R-R-R. Yeah, you could, those are my two social medias that I usually use. OnlyFans and For My Fans are both attached to it. Yeah, uh, that's where you can find all my socials. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming in and, you know, telling us your story. Great conversation to have with you. You guys, like always, um, if you guys want to follow him and can't find the links for any reason, I will always put them on 
the social media and they're always part of the bios of these podcasts so check those out and thank you for listening bye you guys so remember to like subscribe leave a comment you can follow me on instagram at chris diva and you can follow the pod at hard talks with chris and i want to give a special thanks to jamison for letting me borrow his song fuckable for the intro and outro